Hey there, Badger fans. John from the Bucky Cast here, continuing the Bucky Cast series of opponent previews for the 2023 football season. I have with me here uh, Richard Schneiderite from uh, the Night Report, which is the uh, RuckersRivals.com site. Uh, Richie, thanks for uh, thanks for joining me. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Eager to talk some football. It's almost time. Yeah, it's it's getting there. Uh, just if you give everybody a, just a quick introduction of yourself. Uh, yeah. So basically, I've been uh, I've been with Rivals for ten plus years now. Been covering Rutgers nonstop. I uh, actually just took over the Penn State site for Rivals recently too. So mm. um, I also actually have the UConn site under my belt as well. So I kind of <laughs> have a my own little monopoly in the in the Northeast going on right now. But uh, yeah, so it, it it's fun. I cover recruiting, team news, all everything. Uh, everything Penn State Rutgers and UConn. So it's a, it's a good time. Oh, that's, that's a lot. Yeah. Um, especially <laughs> I mean, if UConn winds up in the big 12, like everyone's talking about. Yeah. It's uh that's getting interesting. And it, uh, I mean, the big 10 is going to have to expand eventually too. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah. Um, so just to, just to start off, we're going to talk, talk a little Rutgers football Rutgers, uh, Wisconsin fans are, are, are vaguely familiar with, I would honestly say, out of all of the Big Ten teams, I think Rutgers is the biggest mystery to everyone, just because it's basically the farthest team away from Wisconsin until USC and UCLA join next year. Yeah. And not really a team that uh, Wisconsin fans have strong feelings about one way or the other. Mm-hmm. But um, can you just quickly uh, let us know, like, on, on offense – about the only player for Rutgers that I think pops into my head that I remember is Johnny Langan, who's the uh, H-back tight end, who used mm. to be a quarterback. Yeah. But one time was the starting quarterback for Rutgers. Can you just tell us what what are some of the key um, players on offense for the Scarlet Knights? Yeah, so um, starting from uh, the get, it would just be quarterback Gavin Wimsett. Uh, he just got announced as starter er, earlier this week, right before Big Ten Media Days. Um, this is the first time Shiano's actually went out and announced the QB one before, um, the season's even close to starting before training camp since, uh, I want to say Mike Teal back in like 2006, 2007. So it's been a long time. Um, so he's one to keep an eye on. He's a dual threat. He struggles with accuracy and that's his big issue, but he's so mobile that it's, it's kind of a double-edged sword. Do you play him? Do you not play him? He's good at this, but he's bad at that. He's good at that, but he's bad at that. So it's tough. He's still learning. He's uh he was I think one of two quarterbacks. I don't think anyone else did this besides uh, him and Quinn Ewers are the guys that both enrolled early and skipped their senior years. Um, mm-hmm. so he's been with the program for three years now. Uh, he suffered an injury last year, so he missed a couple games. So it's going to be intriguing to see how much development he does this off season and uh, what he can kind of do. And then I'd say the other notable names would probably be Sam Brown. He's also coming off an ACL injury, but prior to that, he looked really good at running back last season. He was only a true freshman, but he's a big stocky back. He's a legit 6'2", 220 pounds, 225 pounds. Oh. So, yeah, he's not your average, uh, I guess, not. I would say the average nowadays just because everyone wants speed, speed, speed. And this guy is more of the old school ground and pound running back. Um, and then in terms of uh, skill, uh, skill positions, they have a lot of unknowns there because they brought in two transfers in Nassim Brantley, who's coming from Western Illinois, and um, – Jaquay Jackson, who's actually coming from the D2 level, but he was an All-American. Mm-hmm. He had offers from just about anyone via the portal. He had Colorado, Miami, Oregon, Texas A&M, et cetera, et cetera. And Rutgers ended up landing him. He's a he's a Pennsylvania kid, so it was a big get for them. 
And then, uh, like you said before, tight end, uh, they have Johnny Langan, and they also brought in another transfer there in, uh, well, I can't remember his name. Jeez. Uh, Sean Bauman out of uh, Maine, who actually was recruited to Maine by former Maine head coach, now current Rutgers DC, Joe Harris Simiak. So it's a, it's going to be an interesting year. There's still a lot of unknowns. I'd say the biggest unknown is still that offensive line. No one really knows what's going to happen there. Um, and then they, they got a new offensive staff pretty much for the most part, new OC, new wide receivers, coach, new, um, new tight ends coach and a new offensive line coach too. in Pat Flaherty, who's a 40 year veteran, two time Super Bowl winning offensive line coach with the giants. So they're kind of hoping he can, uh, somehow rebuild that line. Yeah, I, I keep forgetting that Kirk Sriracha, who Badger fans will remember as Minnesota's offensive coordinator, is now the offensive coordinator at uh, at Rutgers. Mm-hmm. And Badger fans also probably still remember Curtis Dunlop, who yes. was a, a former starter for uh, Minnesota, mm-hmm. is I think in his sixth year, uh, sixth year senior who starts for uh, Rutgers as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, just going in real quick on those two, Kirk. Uh, Kirk was obviously at Rutgers the f- first go around with Shiano, ironically too. So he um, he's back. He's gotten a lot better since that last tenure. I think he actually got let go by Shiano back in two thousand nine. So it's a little yeah, it's a, it's a weird situation there. And then you mentioned Curtis Dunlap. He's hit or miss. Um, it's massive, six five, three hundred thirty pounds. But I think he suffered an Achilles injury his third year, fourth year in college. And it's yeah. for someone with that size and that weight, it's just, it's hard to bounce back, but yes, he, he is still a starter. Which kind of being up and down and the fact that he's still starting is sort of a indication of where the depth is on Rutgers offensive line. Yeah, that's, I'd say, I'd say that's pretty accurate. It is a, it is a rough line. It's a rough look over here. Yeah. Oh. I, Wisconsin fans having had inconsistent line play over the last couple seasons can, can commiserate with, with Rutgers a little bit, but yeah. the talent levels between the two programs on the offensive line are, are, you know, a little, yeah. a little different. <laughs> of course. Um, so on defense um, for Rutgers, I know uh, Aaron Lewis uh, defensive end over there. Yeah. Um, that's about the only name that pops into my head for Rutgers on defense. I know he's a really good defensive end, possibly mm-hmm. has an NFL future for him. Uh, mm-hmm. Who are some of the other key players on defense for the Scarlet Knights? Well, I, I did want to mention Aaron Lewis a little bit um, just because I, I think he's a full-fledged draft pick. Um, according to PFF, he had a number two quarterback hurries last year, um, only behind, I think it was uh, Chop Robinson, if I read that correctly. Uh, over at Penn State, so he uh, he just had a crazy good year. He just couldn't finish the play, he couldn't get the sack, which was uh, yeah. it, it's uh, it's a struggle sometimes. But the fact that he's creating that much pressure was huge. So he's one to keep a close eye on. Mayana um, Hanatu is another former Minnesota guy uh, who's starting on the interior. Uh, they brought in a new transfer in Isaiah Iton. He's a defensive tackle from Mississippi. He's uh he's only six two two ninety. I shouldn't say only, but. Um, he's, he's a ripped six two two ninety. Like I saw him on campus the other day and I was just like, who the hell is that guy? Like <laughs> he is absolutely ripped and except a lot of guys are excited for him. Um, on the edge, they have Wesley Bailey and Muhammad Toure is coming back too. He was their sack leader in 2021, but ended up another torn ACL. Um, so he'll return the linebacker core. They usually run, um, a four, two for the most part. And it's, it's mostly just two linebackers out there. Almost, almost every play. So that's where um, Tyreen Powell and uh, Deion Jennings come in. They're both short tacklers. Powell's more of an athletic coverage guy, whereas 
Dion's more sideline to sideline type linebacker. Um, they also have Moses Walker, former four star, another guard you see last year. Um, yeah. it's uh, if you're, if you're not getting a the hint there, they, they had a lot of injuries last year at this point. And then, um, just looking at the secondary, they brought in an, an, another Minnesota guy and Michael Dixon at safety. <laughs> and, uh, they were, they returned their top cornerbacks in, um, Max Melton and, uh, Robert Longerbeams, who both have had ups and downs. Um, they're hit or miss. Sometimes they look like surefire NFL guys. Sometimes they look like they're just getting toasted completely. So it's going to be uh, the defense overall is pretty good. And that, a lot of credit goes there too. Like I said before, John Harrison, yeah, he, uh, he came over from Minnesota. He was their uh, co-DC and safety's coach. And prior to that, he was Maine's head coach. And he he's a Northeast guy. He's actually a New Jersey guy. Uh, he's, he's just really good with in-game schemes and changing up and just kind of matching what the offense is doing. Um, he's, he's just a really good, uh, really good DC overall. And I wouldn't be shocked if, uh, this defense has another good year if he didn't have a head coaching offer at the end of the season. Yeah. I, I know uh, how Stemiak was talked about, uh, frequently for, um, Minnesota as a, as a possible, uh, future head coach somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it, I, I keep forgetting like how many Minnesota players are actually, or former Minnesota players are actually on the Rutgers, uh, Scarlet Knights. It's yeah. Almost. It's almost like uh Gophers East, but, um, yeah, Max Melton, I, if I remember correctly, he's been talked about quite a bit. I know his brother Bo is a good wide receiver at, uh, at Rutgers. Um, you you don't think he has a he possibly has an NFL future or um yeah I would I would say last year I thought he was looking in the training camp I thought he was the best player on the team by far and then I don't the the game kicked off and he looked like a, a struggle corner at times there was other times where he looked really good but I wasn't really sure what was going on he didn't have much safety help which kind of hurt him a little bit too um because then you're basically just on that island by yourself for the most part but I, I do think he has a potential NFL future if he can figure things out. His sophomore year was great. His uh, junior year was iffy. So now we're going into senior year and we'll kind of see what happens there. Um, mind you, I guess technically he still has two more years based on that uh, that free COVID year that everyone got. So, um, I mean, he might stay another season after this, but I, I'd be a little shocked if he didn't have a good season and ended up getting a late round pick. Uh, so overall for Rutgers, um, it's, it's always tough in the big 10 East if you're not, you know, Michigan or Ohio state. Yeah. Um, what do you think is a realistic record for them? I, I know the books and Vegas and everything are saying four and a half wins. I really have a hard time seeing more than that. Um, I think it could go either way there. I think it could go five or it could go four. I think it really comes down to the offensive line play. I just, I can't see them getting a bowl game because the right side of their line, they've been looking for a tackle all off season. And as, as you probably know too, and most Badger fans probably know this at, at this point, NIL is just such a major factor with the portal yeah. and offensive linemen are getting paid insane amounts of money. Yeah. So, so it's, it's hard to find one. Um, so they've been looking for a right tackle for basically all since spring ball ended for the most part, and they haven't found one. So now they're going to rock with what they have. It seems like, um, that right side of the line scares me a lot. The left side, I'm a little more confident in, in Holland Pierce, who's six seven three forty, I think. Uh, Curtis Dunlap, who I mentioned before, six five three twenty, and then Iron Brown in the middle is pretty good at center. It's that right side where there's major question marks. There's you're gonna have to rock with some of your young guys and just hope they're hope they're ready. And I I just don't know if that's the case 
adding in Gavin Wimsat's struggles of his accuracy over the past year and his issues. Uh, he looks again, it looks great in practice, but when it comes down to the game time, it's, it's a totally different player. Um, so I really have a hard time seeing him get more, getting more than five wins tops, but I'm probably going to go with four for the most part. And that uh, the game against Wisconsin, I believe that's here. Yes. Uh, yeah. in October 7th, I believe. So, okay. yeah, I kind of have a, I don't want to say I have it marked as a loss for Rutgers, but I mean, at this point, I probably have it marked as a loss. <laughs> uh, uh, Wisconsin yet has not lost to Rutgers since they joined the big 10 back in 2014. So uh, I think Badger fans in general have kind of always assumed, oh, that Rutgers game, that's going to be a win. I hate that sort of mentality because you just never know in the Big Ten when someone's going to hit on the right day. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that Rutgers has given a couple of uh, the, the major parts. I think Michigan either last year or the year before, they they put a scare in them, yeah. at least in the, the at least through uh, two or three quarters, and then Michigan wound up pulling ahead in the end. Mm-hmm. But you just, yeah, you never know. Yeah, they that they were actually up 17-14 at halftime last year and then they they lost 52-17. So Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a weird weird uh it's a weird conference and you can't really look past anybody. Like even um Rutgers fans are saying first game of the season they're like, "Oh, Northwestern after everything that's going on, they're going to beat we're going to beat them." And I'm like, "That's that's hold on. They're going to have a chip on their shoulder now, so let's let's be careful." You know what? You guys can be the nerds. I'm confident. I'm confident. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's just that whole offseason for them has just been it's been a rough one. That's that's putting it mildly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as for uh, Greg Shano, um, was brought in uh, again for a, a second go around. It was very successful when Rutgers was in the Big East. Uh, now, uh, now here in the big 10 and later on it's proving to be a struggle he's he's still better than chris ash who preceded him but (laughs) he who he who shall not be named is that is what we call him on our boards yeah yeah uh i believe chris ash is a former uh badger assistant coach if i remember correctly he's part of the brett bielema coaching tree yep and made a good defensive coordinator good defensive backs coach i believe he was and uh just Never panned out as a head coach, but yeah. um, back to back to Greg Shano. Um, he's he's entering, I believe, his fourth year now, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, nice. results have not been as great as people I think had expected. Um, I know he did take records to a bowl game, um, even with a losing record, which made me happy because you know it kind of poked Nebraska in the eye a little bit because they had the same record and I think it yeah. beaten Rutgers that year. Yep. Um <clears throat> Chiano, is he feeling any sort of heat right now if he has another like four and eight season? Uh, is that gonna I, turn up the heat on him? Uh, maybe a little bit, but for the most part, I, I think he's here for as long as he wants to be here. Um I don't want to I can't say it anymore. I used to say it was a similar situation to Fitzgerald where if, if he gets like one good year, every four to five years, that's fine. That's kind of what they're looking for, but it's a massive rebuild. Like like I said before with, or I kind of hinted at it with Chris Ash. He, yeah, I don't want to say he destroyed the program, but he he basically destroyed the program Yeah, (laughs) and his recruiting was just absolutely awful. They were battling temple and old dominion for recruits every, every year with him and towards the end, especially. And uh, now it's it's starting to change a lot. You're seeing them uh, upgrade in talent, whether it be via the portal, 
just to fill gaps and now via the high school route, I think they're ranked number 27 right now in terms of recruiting classes. Yeah, they've had a really good recruiting class. I know they beat out Wisconsin for safety cash Sanders. Yeah, that was a huge one. I was I was actually a little shocked that one ended up happening, but uh that that's big for Rutgers to get back in, especially in the the big north that produces a ton of talent in North Jersey. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I mean, his seat's getting a little hot. But I wouldn't say it's it's ever going to get like smoldering to the point where they're going to try to fire him. I think he's here for as long as he wants to be here. Uh, and honestly, I think that's fair. There's not really another coach out there, in my opinion, that can. It's a, not an easy job. I'd argue this is the top five hardest job in the country for Rutgers. You don't have the facilities that other people have in the Big Ten. You don't have the donor support that other people have in the Big Ten. And uh, it's it's just a tough area to win. You don't have the recruiting base either. Yes, New Jersey produces a ton of talent, but. 75% of these kids are going out of state regardless. Like it's, it's hard to keep them in state. And how do you convince a kid that's in New Jersey to go stay home instead of going to Ohio state or uh, Michigan, et cetera, or Wisconsin even um, it's, it, it's tough. So I think he's probably the right man for the job. I just think it's going to take some time and I can't see him being judged based off wins and losses. It's got to be judged off progress. So eliminating those blowouts is, is one way to start in my opinion. Yeah, it's I, I I think of all the players that Wisconsin has gotten out of New Jersey, specifically running backs. And I know Jonathan Taylor, they flipped him from, yeah. I think, Chris Ash. Yeah. And we all know how that turned out. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, worked out. Yeah, uh Wisconsin loves to loves to go into New Jersey. Um, but it's now that now that uh the Big Ten media money is flowing in for Rutgers, I know that's mm-hmm. kind of a godsend for their athletic department, which was running in the mm-hmm. red for quite some time yeah it, it's always going to run in the red technically just because that's how athletics for the most part works um you're never gonna get out of that debt <laughs> it's a tough one but uh yeah the, the money is definitely helping a ton because now you have you have a coaching staff that used to feature maybe 10 off the field analysts when Rutgers first joined the big 10 to now like i go i go to practice now and i'm like i don't even know who half these guys are <laughs> there's like a hundred of them it's almost like a full-fledged like NFL staff at this point because you can hire so many different people. And not just that, also facilities are starting to make an uptick. They're going to announce sooner rather than later. And it was part of Shiano's contract that they're going to get an indoor practice facility. They're one of the only ones that doesn't have one, I think, in the country. They have a bubble still. And uh, the bubble is just, it's not only an eyesore, but like every winter with snow, it just, it ends up deflating and popping. And it's like, <laughs> it's it's a little embarrassing to be honest, but it, they're, they're working on it. They're making progress. And uh, I, if you've been to Rutgers year one, when did they play Wisconsin? Was it year one? In uh, yeah, it was. They, so Wisconsin look, drew both the new entries that first year, I remember. Gotcha. So, I mean, if you look at Rutgers in 2014 when they first joined and then go to the same exact campus, the same exact spot you were at, you probably won't even recognize it because the buildings they're throwing up and the new facilities, not just football, but they have a new soccer practice facility. They're, they're going to announce another new facility for another Olympic sport this week or this upcoming week. And then uh, football is right there. Basketball got a brand new facility. So the, the big 10 money is definitely helping and it's, it's definitely making major inroads for, for Rutgers and progress for the future. Do Rutgers fans ever pine for the old big East? <laughs> no, I think, <laughs> I mean, prior to the big 10, probably a little bit because they were kind of in limbo and it's like the American conference is like, woohoo, <laughs> like, we're all stuck yeah. here pretty much. And that kind of, Kind of was a watered down version of the Big East for a little bit, and then everyone started leaving. Pittsburgh left, or not Pittsburgh, uh, Syracuse left, Pittsburgh left, and then everyone started leaving for the ACC. And now it's like 
you're kind of in limbo and purgatory. And then all of a sudden the big tens like, Hey, we'll take you on everyone. That Rutgers fan is forever grateful for that. I think it's uh, I don't want to say it's like a, you stepped in crap type situation, but you just might've just stepped in it and you got lucky. <laughs> uh, one final question. So if you could uh, take any roster from mm-hmm. any group of five school and cannibalize it and put its players on Rutgers roster, which group of five school would you take? That's that's a tough one. That is a really tough one. I I, I thought about this too because I, obviously I, I know you sent me the the question, but it was it was tough. It was a tough decision. I, I started looking into it and I I wanted to say Temple just because most of Temple's guys kind of they're kind of become a little feeder program a little bit for Rutgers <laughs> for the most part. Wisconsin's um, got a Temple guy on their roster this year. Oh, there you go. Um, yeah, they kind of they, Rutgers kind of pucks. A couple guys here or there every every year or so, especially with the way the portal works now and guys transferring up. But I, I think I'd be remiss if I didn't say Tulane, right? Because they looked so good last year. Yeah. And they they made a bowl game. They, they fought hard in that bowl game. I think it was against USC, if I remember correctly. I think they, they won, won that they, bowl game. <laughs> yeah, they did win it. Yeah. They, they had a heck of a year. Now, mind you, I you got to give a lot of credit to that coaching staff because they, they know exactly what they're doing with those guys. But I, I think I'd have to say Tulane. I think that would be the safest safest bet. That that would make sense. Yeah. Um, good old Willie Fritz, one of the most yeah. underrated coaches in all of college football. Yeah. Well, uh, Richie, I want to thank you for for joining us um, and and talking a little Rutgers football. It's a, it's a subject that Badger fans really don't hear a lot about due to them being on the East Coast and us being you know all the way over here, practically yeah. one of the westernmost Big Ten schools. So uh, where can we, where can we uh, view your work? Um, yeah, I'm on social media at, at Rivals Richie, as you can probably see on the little video. And then uh, as well at Rutgers.Rivals.com. Um, our forums are filled with the Rutgers diehards. If you ever have any questions, I know obviously Rutgers is uh, going out there this year, so it's a little different. But if you have any questions ahead of the game time, I know it's still, what, two, three months away. Uh, feel free to jump on the message board, shoot me a tweet on uh, Twitter or DM me or anything, and uh, try to get you guys as much insight on Rutgers as as we can leading up to that game. All right. Thank you very much for joining. And to uh, all you Badger fans out there, peace out, people. See you later.